Hello and welcome to the Albion on the 92 podcast. And for the first time ever on the YouTube channel and on the channel in general, we're doing two episodes in one week as we realised just after recording the Premier League predictions that the championship season also started at the end of this week when you're watching it. So yeah, we figured we might as well do the championship predictions as well. Um, so I did lie about Trent and his Nottingham Forest shirts being retired until December, Trent. Yeah, like I said, we've got to do a championship one as well. Such a hard league to predict as well. I remember we were saying before we did it, it's going to be it's probably the hardest league to predict in the world, to be honest, in terms of teams at the bottom probably having a good season. But yeah, here they are going for another week. Two in a week, two in a week, first time ever. <laughs> well, I mean, as Trent mentioned there, the championship. I've always said in this podcast, you can never, ever put a bet on it. And here we are about to do predictions. Honestly, I usually, I usually don't do sort of tables for the championship because I usually think, oh, I'll look like an idiot at the end of it. But here we are. And I, I've tried my best, but honestly, <laughs> so much could happen that we're like an absolute idiot. You know, with, with the Premier League, it's, you, you, know, you kind of know the bottom half and top half. You won't look too stupid unless something, something crazy happens. But with the championship, anything can happen. But we'll see. It's a bit of fun, isn't it? It's a bit of fun. Yeah, all of us were saying before the podcast, like, if there's ever a time to make us look like an idiot on a YouTube video or on a podcast, it's going to be this one. Because genuinely, I could predict, I don't know, for example, I don't know, whoever to finish first, and then they could easily just be in a relegation scrap. Like, the championship is just unbelievable. And we've we all said as well that we don't want to waffle on too much because there's obviously 24 teams to get through and the last podcast was about an hour just with 20 teams. So we're going to try and keep it a little bit more condensed and keep the waffling at the beginning to a minimum. So I'll start off with you, Trent. Go straight away, 24th. Who have you got? Uh, probably not a very surprising one in last time. we go for Wickham Wanderers. Um, they didn't really play too great at football in League One last year, in all honesty. Uh, scraped through at a, at a particular style that got them there. It's a, it's a fantastic story that they're in the Championship debut season for them never been in there in the history but looking at their summer recruitment I don't think they've done anywhere near enough and obviously even with Sheffield Wednesday getting the 12 points I can't see them finishing with them I just think they're too weak and even they haven't really got championship quality in their first 11 and you know any injuries and it's even less so great to see them here but personally I think they'll come last place this season Will what do you think straight back down for Wickham? Yeah I've got the same with Trent 24th Wickham you know obviously it's a great story and I'm sure It'll be one that's looked at with, with keen eyes. You know, some could argue they were quite lucky in the fashion they went up. And if, if coronavirus didn't happen, then would they go up? It's a big question. But they've just got to enjoy it and hopefully re- reap the benefits in terms of the money they get and then go again next season. But we'll see. You know, Burton would have all put Burton 24th a couple of seasons ago, but they, they did the, they did stayed up, which is quite incredible. But we'll see. But yeah, for me, Wickham don't have much hope. Okay, well, two out of three saying Wickham, whereas I've gone against the tide and I've gone for Rotherham, now another team that got promoted. But for me, I just see them finishing below Wickham. And, you know, I don't think they've made... I, I, I can't see it, really, to be honest. I just can't see them staying in the league. Um, as you mentioned there, I don't think their squad does have many... Well, as you mentioned with Wickham, I can say the same for Rotherham. I don't think they've got many championship players in their first 11 when you look at it. Um, so for me... I think they're going to go straight back down to League One. Um, I don't know if either of you think that's a stupid opinion or not. I'm sure we'll find out when we see the rest of your relegation opinions. Uh, Will, I'll come to you. 23rd, who have you got? Uh, Sheffield Wednesday. Obviously, this one is quite an interesting talking point. One, we don't want to waffle too much, but it's very interesting. And obviously, minus 12-point deduction. And if you look at the maths, they probably need a top 10 form. They need to finish in the top 10 if they were on normal points to stay up. And I don't think their squad's near enough, good enough to do that. If, if they were on it, I'd probably guess them around a 15th position and 
that would nine times out of ten put them down in the championship. I mean, I think they've even got worse than last season with Fletcher and Forestieri leaving. So I can't predict them anything else but a 23rd place finish. Trent, do you agree you're going to have two for two with Will? <clears throat> yeah, I was just about to say the exact same thing about, uh, about Sheffield Wednesday being 23rd because, like I say, Fernando Forestieri and, and Fletcher, as Will said, two big players for them. That's a lot of goals gone and they need to finish high anyway to, to be above the relegation zone. They weren't convincing at the time last year. And I think just starting on that is a, is a massive negative already. And I really can't see them being able to claw, claw 12 points above some of the other teams in that league. Uh, so for me, 23rd place. Yeah, you know what? I've got them in 23rd as well. The first one of the championship, we've gone three for three. Um, for me, if Sheffield Wednesday stay up, it'll be an absolute miracle to stay up with a team like Sheffield Wednesday, who last season, I think I'm right in saying this, if they got the deduction, they would have been relegated, I think. Um, and going into the next season when they've obviously lost goal scorers and people know around the club that they're going to have that 12-point deduction, players are going to be looking for a move away. Uh, Gary Monk is not, well, a manager that we've had experience with in the past, but he's somebody that I'm not sure if he's the best man to take control in a situation like that. Obviously, a very experienced manager, but I don't know if he's quite got the, the quality you'd need to manage a team that has a 12-point deduction out of the relegation zone. And I think, what yeah, story if they do stay? Sorry, I'm just yeah, no, 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 yeah. I mean, can you imagine if they stay up? It'd be unbelievable. I sort of hope they do as well because Sheffield Wednesday are far too big of a club to be in League One. Uh, but for me, yeah, it's going to be a sad return to League One for the Owls. Trent, who have you got in 22nd? Um, one that might be a shock to you, too. I've got QPR in 22nd. Um, you know, you, see, you, might, you might look like that, but honestly, last year, if you look at the first half of the season, the amount of goals that Naki Wells scored. Uh, before December, he obviously went to Bristol City. Jordan Hugel, they fully relied on the second half of the season for goals. He's now gone. Ebrici Eze, goals and assists. He's gone. That's three big attacking outlets gone out of the side. They've only really got brighter side. Samuel now in terms of attacking outlet. Um, I don't look at many other players in their team across the squad that's really too great. And, you know, I really see them having a drop-off. A lot of teams do sometimes. And to lose them three quality players that can provide goals, I, I just do really worry for them. Obviously, as a Forest fan, I've seen Mark Warburton before, and his defensive his defensive capabilities are a bit a uh, bit shocking at times. And I think now that they haven't got the balance in the attack either, I, I do worry for them. It wouldn't surprise me if they did stay up, but for me, looking at the squads now, I think QPR aren't great in terms of last season, so they go down for me. Well, I mean, obviously, the people watching this won't be able to see, but as soon as Trent said QPR, me and Will pulled the most shocked face ever. I definitely was not expecting that. Uh, Will, I'm going to assume you've got somebody else in 22nd. Yeah, I've gone for Rotherham just to go down the last relegation. I was quite surprised you put them put them last time. I'm quite impressed with Rotherham. They scored above 60 goals in the Championship last year. I quite like Paul Warner as a manager. He keeps getting them up, but he can't quite get them consistently in the Championship. But he's still overachieving for, for the size of the club. And I think it would just be the same trend continuing where they can't quite establish themselves as a Championship side. And I think they'll go back, back to League One, unfortunately. Mm, OK, well, I've gone for Barnsley in 22nd. Now, I think this is one that maybe might raise a few concerns. I think these wouldn't be exactly the favourites to go down, but I think the fashion in which they stayed up last season, obviously, um, with the Wiggins point deduction, I think, you know, they got extremely lucky there. And I think they'll be on a high from that, especially because they went on quite a good run of form to stay up from last season. But I just think, I'm not sure for me, there's nothing that stands out about Barnsley that will just keep them in the championship. And for me, I can just see them go into League One at the end of the season. I don't think they've got anything too too special that would worry any team in the Championship, to be honest. So I think they'll um, they'll go to League One at the end of the season. Um, so yeah, I mean, right now we've got a few different predictions for who's going to go down. Um, but Trent, who have you got in twenty first? 
Uh, I got Huddersfield in 21st. Um, looking at Carl and Grant was really big for them last season. Got them over the line in quite a lot of games. He's looking destined to leave. 20 goal striker, uh, 19, 20 goal striker last season. Steve Munier looks like he's going to leave as well. Another attacking player. So you're going to have Fraser Campbell and Danny Ward up front. Obviously, Danny Cowley, I think, got him over the line. Undeservedly sacked, in my opinion. Whether the new manager does well or not. Bit of an unknown, I think. At times, with a silver poor last year, and I could see that rolling into this season. I think they'll struggle, but just about stay up. Okay, okay. Will, who have you got? Yeah, exactly the same. Huddersfield in, in 21st, you know, we, we spoke about sacking the Cowleys before, and I think that was quite a questionable decision, especially when they bring in this Carlos Cobahan, who's got no real proper credentials in football management. That, that's, that's an odd one for me. And Carl and Grant looks destined to leave, and that's their 20 goal season of striker gone. But I think they'll just do enough, just do enough, but it won't be, it won't be a good season for the Terriers. Okay, well, for me, the team that is just going to do enough, you've probably noticed I haven't put them in the relegation zone, is Wickham. Now, for me, you mentioned earlier about Burton. Um, and for me, I just think they'll do enough to do it. I think Gareth Ainsworth is a really good manager. And for me, I know he probably doesn't have a lot of championship players in there. He's probably got players that, you know, as you said, towards the end of the League One season, they didn't even look like they were going to be that good. But for me, I just back him as a manager and I back the team spirit that they have. So for me, I feel like that might just be enough to keep them in the championship. I think this is a bold prediction um, and one that could easily come back to bite me when we review this video in a year. But I don't know. I'm, I'm going to back Gareth Ainsworth and I'm going to back Wickham. Um, a controversial one, some would say, but that's, that's what I'm going with. That's what I'm going with. Will, who have you got in 20th? 20th sorry. Well, that is probably, that's probably the most controversial one yet. Yeah, Wickham stayed up. That's mad. We'll, we'll, we'll see how that pans out. But um, in 20th, I've got Coventry. You know, brilliant in League One last season. You know, scored a lot of goals, played some good football. And I think they've brought in some good names, really. I think Leo Ostergaard from Brighton's quite a good sign. And then Tyler Walker is Trent. Well, no, never quite got the chance at Forest, but he's clearly quite clearly quite a talented striker. And they've retained Callum O'Hare. He was a good player in League One. I think I think they'll do enough to survive. They, they've got some good talents, but, you know, not, not too convincingly. They'll be in the battle, but they will stay up. OK. Uh, Trent, who have you got? Um, I've got Rotherham in 20th, so the second promoted side. I think, you know, they've always never really had the knack when they've come up to the Championship, but they've got that experience coming up in a sense. I think Paul Waller getting over the line this time. They've bought in different, they've got they've gone about their business differently this time. They've bought in Wes Harding, Angus McDonald, players with Championship experience, albeit at lower clubs, but, you know, that players that know to be a part of a relegation battle. And I think now, you know, they scored, as Will said before when he was talking about and they scored a lot of goals last season. I think that just that experience of going down before might get them over the line this time. And I think they've just got a bit more than the other teams below. So 20 for me for Rotherham. OK, interesting. Well, for me, if my phone will unlock, I'll be able to tell you. I have got, in 20th position, I've gone for Huddersfield. Now, as you've mentioned there, I think uh, the Terriers, it hasn't really gone that well for them. Recently, well, towards the end of the Championship last season and I don't think the transfer window has gone that well. Um, and I just really, I think they'll struggle next year in the championship. I'm only predicting them to stay up by a little bit. Um, and I really don't think they've got what it's take to go on and do anything in the championship next year. I think they'll be counting themselves lucky if they stay in the division. Um, I think a lot of Terriers fans might think they might go down, but I think they're just going to have enough to stay in the division. 19th place, we'll swiftly move on. Will, who have you got? Uh, Luton Town in 19th. You know, obviously, very interesting season last season. They you know, would look destined for relegation, but they just about survived and they were brilliant since Nathan Jones came in. And I think they've really fixed up their issues in defence. You know, they've got that Reese Norris and Davis from Sheffield, Sheffield United, so quite a good player. And that Tom, uh, Tom Luckier from Charlton, I think that's quite a good signing as well. And that, um, oh, what's his face from Macron Stanley, Jordan, Jordan Clark, 
which is quite a good signing. So I, I think Luton, Luton have, you know, signed some good players, and I think they'll just about just about survive. Okay, Trent, who have you got? Yeah, I've got Luton Town as well. And echo what Will said, like say massive problems defensively last year, conceded eighty goals, I think. And uh, after lockdown, I think a lot of people in lockdown thought Luton were destined to go down with Barnsley, but Nathan Jones steadied the ship. Obviously, second second time he's been at Luton made him look a lot better. And I think obviously improving the defence, getting James Bree permanently as well would be big for them. Obviously, we know the, the goals of James Collins and some of their attacking outlets they've got. And I, I definitely think now that the second season it'll push them on a little bit. And uh, yeah, they'll stay up for me. Well, boys, it's free for free because in 19th place, I've also got Luton. Now, I mean, you know what? I don't even want to say too much. You've probably said it already. Um, so I'm not just going to repeat what you two have said. But yeah, as we said, their second season in the championship, they've brought in some good signings as well. They already had some decent attacking options. So I think they'll do enough just to push up the table a little bit more than they did last season. But again, nothing special from Luton. 18th place, Trent, who have you got? I've got Coventry in, uh, in 18th. So that's all the promoted teams. Um Gustavo Harmer coming in from the Eredivisie. He's played over 50 games in there. Looks like really creative. So that's a good sign. It didn't cost too much. Tyler Walker, obviously. I know about him. They picked him up for a decent price. He's had a two good, two really good loan spells in the last couple of years. He knows where the goal is. I think he'll do well for them. Scored in the, in the FL Cup the other day in, in one of the friendlies. Um, I just think they've gone about their business well and improved in all areas of the pitch. Like, say, bringing it, using the Prem loan market to bring players in and yeah, I, I feel confident about Coventry, especially how they performed in League One last year as well. Wow. Um, I mean, I've got, sorry, Will, not to cut you off, but I've got the exact same. I've got Coventry in 18th as well. For all the reasons Trent just mentioned, I mean, they've done well in the Premier League loan market, bringing in some good signings to steady the ship in their first season in the Championship. And they look the most impressive out of all the teams coming up in League One, uh, which for me, means that they're going to go on with a little bit of momentum going into the championship as well. I think Coventry are a team that, you know, they're a massive club and I think they are a little bit too big for League One, some may say. I don't know, going off old Premier League antics, but uh, maybe. So I think there'll be a sense around the club that they really need to stay in the championship and I think the players are going to understand that and I think the manager will understand that and I think they'll just do enough to stay in the championship and have a fairly decent season. I'd say 18th in your first season in the championship is quite respectable. Uh, tr uh, not Trent, sorry. Uh, Will, who have you got? I've got Barnsley. Um, you know, a team... <laughs> the last team I mentioned, Luton, they've got such a similar story to them. You know, as soon as Stuber came in, they looked like a, a different side. Obviously, they had some inconsistent patches under him, but they're going to, you know, he ended up keeping them up heroically and... If their transfer is very interesting. They've delved into the Austrian market, obviously, with Struber being Austrian. It's quite clever, really. He obviously knows the league and knows that market quite well. So, he's got them playing some good football and I think under them, I think they'll, they'll be fine again. Okay. Trent, who have you got? Um, I've got Reading. Yeah, I think all the off-the-field things with Reading, it's, it's a little bit strange. Um, you know, a lot of money potentially being thrown at it, but whether that's the right thing to do, I think they're... You know, it's a bit of a promotional bus sort of thing, but I think Reading are really far off that. So, but you know, I, I do. I'm quite impressed with them bringing Ovi Acharya back and some of the names they've been linked with. But um, yeah, I don't think that don't see them kicking on at all, and I can see them being really consistently sticking around in that mid table for most of the season. So, a bit of a bland season for seventeenth for me. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit of a lag right at the end there. But um, yeah, it just said bland season, um, if you missed that. And you know what, Trent? It's it's so strange because me and you have got 19, 
18th and 17th, the exact same. <laughs> I've also gone for Reading. Um, it'll be well interesting to see how long this continues for. But yeah, you know what? I feel like I'm just repeating Trent every time I speak, so I'm not even going to touch on this. But for all the issues um, that Trent just mentioned there, I just don't think Reading have enough to really push on from last season. Um, the finances is something that I particularly agree with there. Uh, but moving on to 16th, Trent, there's no way that we're going to go 4 for 4. I've got a feeling it might be that I've gone for Birmingham. No way. No, you haven't. <laughs> I am. Um, you know, in recent years, they've really struggled and been in towards relegation. But I, obviously, as a Forest fan before, I know about Aitor Karanka. Maybe didn't play the best, most attractive football at times, but I do really like what he does and he, he won't send the team down. Um, and overall, for Birmingham, I could see him having a move, kicking on this year, moving up from last year. But again, 16, not really. I, their squad isn't good enough to. To move up the table, in my opinion, but over time, if they give Cranker time, they can they can push on a bit. But yeah, 16th now. Well, Trent, I, I promise me and Trent didn't make this together. We but did I've not also... confer the table before. Yeah, this we, we didn't at all. This is this is mental. Uh, but yeah, I've also got um, Birmingham in 16th. It's so funny that that's how it's worked out. Uh, but yeah, I think one thing um, Trent forgot to touch on there was the loss of Jude Bellingham. I think is is massive. Now, obviously. Um, you know that whole situation with him going to Bristol Dortmund. They got a decent amount of money for it, um, in for him. Um, but I just think they haven't really signed anyone too spectacular to replace him in that position. Not anybody that's going to have the quality of Jude Bellingham anyway. So I think that's something they're going to have to deal with next season. But I also think they'll do enough to have a comfortable place in 16th. Will, who have you got? Well, you two are getting along so well that you forgot my 17th place, unfortunately. No, I did actually. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm but, so but, sorry, who have you got in 17th? It's all right. My 17th and 16th are the same as yours, just switched around. So I've got Birmingham in 17th and uh, Reading in 16th. And yeah, I completely echo both your points about Birmingham. It'll be another season where they're not really talked about much. I don't think they'll flirt with relegation too much, but they haven't brought anyone in of real quality. I think Leco's quite a good signing, but I don't think they'll have any quality to really push up the table. And Reading very old situation with Bowen being sacked and they've brought in a manager that, again, like Huddersfield, has no real credentials in football, which is another odd one, but players like Swift and Ajari will just make sure that they're not in danger of the relegation and 15th, so I start on my 15th for go. Yeah, yeah, go, yeah. you go for it, you go for I'm it. I'm on a roll. Right, <laughs> 15th, I've got Middlesbrough for 15th, which I'm not sure if that's controversial. Given given Nwarnock is their manager, I think, you know, he's obviously a, a proven manager in the Championship. He did it for uh, a couple of seasons ago really with Cardiff sending them up against all, against all odds but I don't think he'll perform similar miracles and I think he's sort of destined for, for a mid-table season under them Okay, wow Trent, who have you got in 15th? Um, I've got Barnsley in 15th a uh, bit, of a, bit of a rise from them six places but I think in terms of man management Gerhard Ger- 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 Schreiber is one of the best in the league in terms of that you know he, he come in and I think he did a good job with the squad he had. I think they've got some good players in, in terms of like Corley Woodrow, Alex Mowat, some of, the, some of them players. And like I say, he's delved into the, the Austrian market, the one that he knows. And I, I just personally look at Barnes. I think there'll be a bit of team spirit about them this season. They look good in the game against us the other day. And um, yeah, I can see them kicking on. Wow. Okay. I have got QPR, Trent's relegation candidates, in at 15th place. Um, now, for me, I understand what you're saying. They've lost a couple of. Um, key attacking players uh, but for me I just I don't think they'll be in danger of going down I don't think that's going to be enough to really throw them in with a relegation battle uh, for me I just think not too much to say I just think they'll secure a 15th place finish just average mid-table mediocrity for QPR next season uh, Will who have you got in 14th? 
I've got Blackburn in 14th. You know, another season where I don't think that don't think they'll push on, push on too much in, in terms of the top half. You know, I think getting Bradley Dak back, cool, that right, Bradley Dak back <laughs> is big for them. You know, he, he had a he's a great player and he had a horrible injury last season. I think he's rumored to be back for the first game of the season, which would be massive for them. And they've got Adam Armstrong as well, so gets in with the goals. But I, I don't think they've got enough quality throughout their squad to sort of push on to a top place finish. So I've gone with Blackburn for 14th. Okay, Trent, who have you got in 14th? Um, I've got Middlesbrough in 14th. Um, like I say, with, with Neil Warnock, he's, he's a brilliant manager. We've seen what he's done in this league so many times, credited so many so, with so many different clubs and he can work with different squads, but I just think the quality in that squad is quite depleted. Uh, don't see enough to, to mount the playoffs. I've seen a lot of people thinking they probably can. I think Warnock would have to stay there for a couple of years and build it back up for them to do that. So mid, mid-table mediocrity for, for them this season. I mean, I'm getting sick of saying it, Trent, but I've predicted the exact same as you, mate. Middlesbrough in 14th. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, I think Neil Warnock, he's, you know, he did well to keep them up last season when they were well in and about in a little bit of spot of bother towards the end of the season, Middlesbrough, but he retained them and did pretty well there. And I think, you know, Neil Warnock in the Championship, it's just, I don't think any team would be in danger if they had him as a manager. I think they'll be absolutely fine, just mid-table mediocrity um, for Middlesbrough. Um, nothing too much more to say on that. I think Trent, Trent echoed a lot of my points. Thirteenth um, place, Trent. Who have you got? Um, I've got Bristol City in thirteenth. I, I don't really, don't like the look of Holden coming in as manager. I don't think he's got much experience at all. And Bristol City have been known over the years for being really inconsistent as a team, winning three games, losing three games. And I just think it, under Holden, it doesn't fill me with a lot of hope. I think you know, with them being linked with the likes of Chris Hooten and different managers like that before, I think that could have took them to the next level. But I can't see him doing that, and I can see him just finishing outside the top half this season. And especially the likes of not having Josh Brownhill and players like that for the full season. Do like the signing of Martin, but can't see them really kicking on and, and battling for the playoffs. Okay, uh, Will, who have you got? I've got QPR, and I was really shocked to see Trent put them down below. You know, obviously the loss of Eze and. Wells to Bristol City is big because obviously they're two big goal outlets but they've still got a size Samuel and Dickey from uh, Oxford at the back who I think is a good sign and obviously 70 plus goals conceded is a problem but I think they've just got too much quality in, in their squad to even be down there you know to players like Tom Carroll and Luke Amos Elias Chair I, th- I think they're good players and I think they'll do enough to secure this this 13th place but they'll just be one of the teams that are not quite good enough for playoffs but not, not bad enough to go down Brilliant for me I've put a team that Will's already mentioned but Trent hasn't yet um, unless I'm forgetting something, is Blackburn Rovers. Now, for me, um, I, f- I forgot his name off the top of my head, but they've um, got that striker who's just come back from injury. Will said it in the tongue twister uh, just a second ago. Buddy Dyke. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's quite key, him, him coming back. Um, but to be honest, I haven't really got too much to say on Blackburn. I just think it'll be quite a mediocre season for them, 13th place, just mid-table, nothing, nothing too much to say on Blackburn, to be honest. That is just sort of a filler team in all my uh, mid-table predictions. So we'll move on to 12th. Uh, Will, who have you got? I've got Bristol City and Trent touched them on a minute ago. I think that was a very strange appointment in Holden. Um, Holden sorry, you know, they're linked with managers like Gerard and Hutton. And you think, oh, this is a bit of ambition. They're going to try and get a manager that's going to make them consistent and push them to their playoffs. So they've got a good Alan for a squad, but he's got no experience. And you just really doubt that he's going to be the man to stop this sort of, you know, this trend where they keep losing games and winning games. But yeah, they made some good signings, you know. I think Chris Martin, who surprised everyone with his goal scoring at Derby last season, I'm surprised Derby didn't try harder to try and retain him. And Chris Brunt as well, which obviously, you know, he's old now, but he's a good figure in the dressing room. He knows the championship. So, again, like like these sort of positions, they're not good enough for a playoff spot. They're not bad enough to be in the bottom half properly. So, yeah, Bristol City 12th for me. 
Okay, Trent, who have you got? 12th position. Chris Brumbline football in 2020, by the way. He <laughs> <laughs> feels like he's been a... I swear I had him on my match tap cards in 2005. How old is he? How old is he? I wonder... How, how old do you reckon he's he got to be in his mid-30s right now. Him uh-huh. and my granddad are mates. <laughs> nice. are, um, him and... Uh, no, I'll put Preston 12th for me. It's, it's a tough one because... I'd really like to see Preston kick on more. Obviously, they haven't really got the finances to do that, but I'd love to see them put a go out there a little bit. And obviously, they normally go for the loan market, free transfers, and they often go to Ireland as well. But they just haven't really done anything that's impressed me too much. I think Scott Sinclair could have a big year for the full season, maybe. Um, I'd like to see Sean Maguire do better this season as well. He had a good season a couple ago, but uh, unimpressed last year. But um, yeah, a little bit average for me. I'd like to see him do a little bit more, so 12th. Okay, well, for me, I've actually got Stoke, a team that neither of you have mentioned yet. Um, I think they've done some fairly decent business in the transfer window um, so far. I think they've been all right. Uh, But for me, it's nothing that really screams um, anything above a mid-table finish. Now, obviously, they were completely involved in the relegation battle last year, so I've got them to finish quite a fair bit up from where they did. Um, But I don't know. For me, Stoke in 12, nothing really too much to say on that. Yet again, I just think mid-table mediocrity for Stoke. Um, now, 11th, who have you got, Trent? I've got Blackburn Rovers uh, in 11th, another Lancashire club. Um, again, like, like Preston, really, would like to see them do more because they were in and around the playoff picture last year, but they've only bought in Kaminsky and Adarabayo. Don't know too much about Kaminsky. Adarabayo is a good sign, obviously, getting him back, but just I think if they needed to, to, to battle with them other teams above, I think they just needed to do a bit more. I think Dak coming back will be like a will be like a new sign and I'll be interested to see how Armstrong can do and maybe match them numbers from last season but uh, just not enough really to try and push the top six Okay um, Will who have you got? Yeah I've got Stoke same as you Theo you know I think Michael O'Neill was a good manager he did really well with with Northern Ireland you know getting into the Euros was a fantastic achievement and they brought in players like John O'Mikel which was funny to see you know he's still, still playing football one of them ones but it's still a good side in the experience he has and Tashan Oakley Booth was a great young player at Spurs I'm surprised he never broke through James Chester's a good signing you know I think there's some good players but again I just I don't know if there's enough there to probably push on and you know that actually fetches a guaranteed championship goal scorer but I just don't think they've got enough yeah, well, mid-table mediocrity predicted for Stoke again by Will. Uh, for me, uh, we're on 11th now, aren't we? Just so I haven't... That was 11th for me, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. So 11th for me, I've got Bristol City. Um, now, for me, it's a team that... Oh, they were so close to really pushing on in at a stage in the Championship last season. They were really lingering in and around the playoffs for so long, and then they just fell off. Um, quite an inconsistent team for me. They haven't really got anything that indicates to me that they're going to be in and around the playoffs. I think they will be for spells during the season. Um, you know, I think they'll be up there, then one moment they'll be down. As I've said, I just think they're very inconsistent. And for me, I think 11th place is just a safe bet for Bristol City. Um, Trent, I'm not going to lie, I have forgotten. I, did I ask who you put in 11th place? Yeah, yeah, you did. I, 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 uh, that was... Blackburn, wasn't it? Or that was it. That was it. Yeah, that yeah. Was it. Right, just so I know where I am. Um, okay, so I'll ask you who you've got in tw- uh, tenth place. Then I've got Bournemouth in tenth. Um, you know, when teams come down from the Premier League, you know, there's always one team that slips off. And if you look at the stats of teams that actually get promoted back to the Premier League, it doesn't actually happen all too often, especially in automatics. And I just look at Bournemouth out of all the three teams. I think they look least prepared. You know, after playing the style of Eddie Howe football for so long, I think it could be a a big factor playing with someone there. Obviously, Jason Tindall knows the club, but whether he's a first-team manager that can get promoted, I don't think so. Obviously, a lot of big players leaving. Um, there's a worry that they'll ship goals again. 
uh, like they did in the Premier League, which is which is likely if they had a few defensive injuries in a long championship season, I think that's a worry. And, uh, you know, teams predicted Huddersfield to do really well last year and look at them now. And I think Bournemouth, I could be worrying over the last couple of years, uh, in, over the next few years if they don't go up straight away because, I don't know, I just, out of, out of all the three teams, I think they look least prepared and I can, can see them being mid-table really. Well, we'll 10th. Okay, well, Will, who have you got in 10th place? Oh, I've got Preston, Preston North End. You know, I, I really like, I really like their manager. I, I think he's working wonders for us with the limited budget that they do. And I think, I think Scott Sinclair is a really good sign. To be fair, I think he was fitting in the championship right away. I think that's his level at, at this point in his career. But they need to start out their away form really, and they ship too many late goals. And I can't see that trend changing too much this season. So I, I don't think. They'll have a similar season to last season where they'll flirt with the playoffs but not quite get there. So, yeah, temp, temp for me. OK, well, Trent, I'm, as I said this earlier, I'm getting sick of saying it. But, yeah, 10th place. I've also got Bournemouth, same as Trent. Uh, for me, I think losing Callum Wilson and Ryan Fraser to Newcastle um, will hurt them uh, quite a lot. And I look at it now and I think, you know, they've already got the defensive fragilities. But you look at the goal scorers who they've got up front now. Now, Joshua King... I mean, I would not be surprised if he leaves or not because I think he's a little bit better than the championship. But for me, if, if you get rid of him, which I am in my mind, you've got Dominic Solanke. Now, it's such an inter- interesting story around Solanke. As a, you know, as a young player coming up, he was viewed as the golden boy. He did really well in the England side that won the World Cup. Um, I think he, he won some sort of award, like he got a golden boot or a golden ball or something. Um, you know, and everyone was really excited. He got his big move to Liverpool, did nothing. And the £20 million starting for Bournemouth just hasn't done enough. So is the championship his level? I don't know. It'll be very interesting to see. Uh, but for me, I think Bournemouth, as you said, with um, losing Eddie Howe, a manager who's been there, it's, I think it was about 10 years he was at the club, took them from League 2 to the Premier League. So it's just, I think this season is going to be a season of adapt, uh, adapting for Bournemouth. Um, and I can't really see them getting into the playoffs. So, yeah, for me, it's 10th place. Trent, who have you got in ninth? I've got Stoke in ninth. Big, uh, big improvement on the last couple of seasons. I think now, now's the time they might start kicking on a bit. bit um, obviously, struggle, but I think they've invested well around the squad. Like, say, experienced players coming in. John Obi, Mikel, Stephen Fletcher up top. Uh, shipped a bit of Deadwood out. Like, say, Oakley Boo from Spurs, as, um, as Will mentioned. James Chester strengthening up the defence adds a bit of experience as well. And I really like the manager in O'Neill. Adam playing a lot of better football. Looked a lot more compact when he came in. I wish I could predict them to come lower after the uh, last game of the season. But looking at the squad and the way they are, um, I think Stoke will have a better year. I think they'll flirt with the playoffs, but finish ninth. OK, Will, ninth, who have you got? Derby, and I don't know if that's a controversial one. You know, a lot of people have them up there to to be proper in the playoffs and in with a chance of promotion. But I, I can't see it myself. I think obviously the, the form since the turn of the year, Cocky's gotten playing some nice football. But I think as of today, their squad's got worse. If anything, since the thing, you know, they lost, they lost Low and Bogle to Sheffield United, which I think, by the way, is a good good two signings Sheffield United at the price they got them, considering cash went for how much, eighteen million. But yeah, I think. Their squad has got a little bit worse and I, I just don't think they've got enough to get in there proper with promotion. So for me, I don't know if it's controversial or not, but I've got Derby in ninth. OK, I think that is controversial. I think Derby do quite well, as you'll find out later in the podcast. Uh, but for me, Preston North End are going to sit in ninth. Um, yeah, I think the signing of Scott Sinclair, as Will said, is a good one. Um, I think the championship at this stage in his career was quite a good uh, place for him to settle. Um, but for me... I don't know, Will mentioned the away form, which they haven't really done anything to indicate that that is going to be sorted for next year. 
Um, so I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, I could be proven wrong by Preston North End, but I, I wouldn't be too surprised if they did something that wasn't ninth position. Maybe if they finished a little bit higher up. Um, but yeah, I think for me, ninth place is quite a solid bet for Preston North End. So Will, who have you got in eighth? We're getting really close to the playoffs now. Yeah, we're two off the playoffs now, and I've got Millwall in eighth. And the, you know, I was tempted to put Millwall up in there, but I, I think Millwall have got a really good side, and you know, I really like the way they play towards the end of the season. That they were they were really close to the playoffs. At one point, I was I thought they were the ones, especially after they beat they beat Forest that time. I was there, and they looked really really good. And you know, signing Troy Parrott as I know is oh, it's a fantastic signing. In my opinion, Parrott should be competing. Obviously, not not fit for the first place over Kane, but he should be Kane's back. Parrott Kane's back up. He's more than good enough. It, I wouldn't be surprised if he scored twenty plus goals in the championship. And the, 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 that's a play. That those sort of you know stats will, will easily get a team in, into the playoffs. But I just think there's too much quality just to leave Millwall out. And I think they'll have a similar season where they'll be in the bouts, but they just fall off at the end. But yeah, I still think they'll be happy with eight because Mill, you know, they're not they're not the biggest club when you compare some of the teams up there. Okay, well, Mill in eight for Will. Trent, who have you got? Um, I've got Derby in eight. Um, I think they're really underestimating how much of a loss Chris Martin might actually be. To be honest, you know, he offered goals and assists last year. He has them for for a bit there. I think he's a good player. Obviously, they've still got Waghorn and, and Marriott, but I think Bogle's a big loss there as well. Obviously, get a bit of money for him. Lowe didn't play loads, but. Again, another young player leaving the club. I think um, the impact of Rudy coming in at first might have boosted the squad. And I think he will, they still will have a good year this year. But I don't think they'll ride it on for the full year. And I think this, the teams above them do have more quality. It wouldn't surprise me if they did push in. Because I think they've got a good squad overall. And obviously a good manager in Koku that I think will adapt to the Championship more this year. Um, as he's shown in the second half of last season. But for me, looking at everyone else now and the way they play. And the way they are as a squad. Um, just not yet for Derby. And uh, they'll finish eighth, in my opinion. Okay, well, eighth place for Derby for Trent. I think, I don't know, for me, I think you might be underestimating Derby a little bit, but we'll see. Um, for me, eighth, I've actually got Cardiff. Now, <laughs> now for me, I don't know. I think a lot of people may predict Cardiff to finish a little bit higher up than I've done, maybe in a playoff place. But for me, I'm not sure. I, I don't know if they've done enough to maybe convince me that they're going to push on from next season and get a spot in the playoffs. Now, I think uh, their manager... Um, Neil Harris is somebody that I think is quite a good manager. I think he's pretty decent. Um, but for me, I don't know. Just not enough for me for Cardiff. So, unfortunately, I think they'll just drop short of the playoffs. Um, Trent, who have you got in seventh? Just missing out for me. It was really hard. as a, as a couple of teams. I, I, I changed my mind a couple of times, but I'm going to go for Millwall just to miss out. Um, I really like the way they play under Gary Rowe. You know, he's switched that stereotype of them playing negative football. He's got them playing on the floor. Really, oh, I'm really impressed with the way Millwall have been since they've been under him. I think they've done well to keep Jed Wallace as well. Obviously, a lot of interest in him. Um, and some of the other players as well, you know, they've got a good squad all around. And they're really hard to beat, especially at the Den. Obviously, no fans there this year, but it's still a hard place to go. They like playing at home. Um, but I just think, for me, the top six have just got that more quality. Obviously, I've put them in the top six, but I, I, for me, them, them, them top six are just away from Millwall for me. But I think if they keep strengthening it, if they're in and around it in January and they make some smart signings, it wouldn't surprise me if they jump in. But just for now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have them missing out. Okay, okay. Interesting. Will, who have you got? I've got Cardiff just to miss out on the playoffs. You know, Neil Harris is a fantastic manager. He, he show, he's shown that he can get him in the playoffs and he did it last year. And I think Keith Moore is a really good signing. I, I really rate him as a player. And they've really capitalised on the fact we're going to have to sell players. But... 
for me, I, you know, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they did get a playoff spot. It wouldn't, from ninth to seventh, really, it wouldn't surprise me if any of them did get a playoff spot. But for me, from what I'm looking at, there's just too much quality in the sides I'm going to put in the top six for me to put the gamble and put Cardiff in. So for me, Cardiff just, just missing out. Okay, well, both me and Will predicted Cardiff to finish outside. And in seventh, I've actually, I think, potentially controversially, um, I've got their Welsh counterpart, Swansea, to just miss out of the championship, uh, championship playoffs, sorry. Um, now, for me, I think not re-signing Rian Brewster on loan for them, a man who got, I think it was 10 or 11 goals um, from January um, to, well, whenever the season ended because of uh, lockdown and coronavirus. Um, I think that is something that may come back to haunt them a little bit. Um, I think Liverpool would have been more than happy to let them go back out on loan to Swansea. I mean, there's even talks coming out today that he um, may leave with a buyback clause. Um, so I think they're trying to maybe get rid of him. So I think that's a, a sign that Swansea maybe could have gone back in for. But I don't know. I think it's going to be so close. It's going to be so close. And with all the points you made about Derby, who have actually gotten sick, I could easily see them two switching. Um, because, yeah, I don't know, with Bogle and Martin and Lowe leaving. I don't know. For, for me, I'll move on to sick. For me, the reason why I've got Derby in sixth place is I think um, when Rooney came in, if you look at the form table and where they would have been if they had it from the start of the season, I know it's only you know half of the season, they would have been challenging for the top two. So I think for me, if you have that form, when you've got a player like Wayne Rooney in your team, I know he's old um, and getting on a little bit, but he's just he's a different class above anyone else in that league. Like he's just an unbelievable player, and I think him alone, the experience he'll bring. Um, Philip Koku, I always butcher his last name, is a manager who I rate quite highly. I think he's a decent manager, and you know they've still got players like Waghorn and um, Sibley, and all these players that I think are going to do pretty decently for them. So I think they'll just make it in sixth place. Um, a controversial one, maybe, but I don't know. I think they'll just do it. Um, Will, who have you got? I've got, yeah, I've got Cardiff in seventh and Swansea also also in sixth. I've got Swansea just to make it, you know. Well, I think we spoke, did we speak last week about how good of Morgan Gibbs White has signed? I think we did. I, I think that's a fantastic loan sign, and I really do. You know, as I said, he was almost pushing Wolves' team and they're getting in the, in the Europa League. And I think getting Woodman again on loan, he, he's a proven goalkeeper in the league. And I think Lowe from Wigan, I think that's a good sign as well. Another team that has capitalised on Wigan having to sell players. And obviously, they made the playoffs last year. So, they know what it takes. The manager knows what it takes. And I think that they'll be the team that just claims that six spot, just about. Okay. Trent, who have you got your first playoff position? Um, I've got Cardiff sneaking into the playoffs. Like I say, it's close between them and Millwall, but I've just got them in there because, you know, when Neil Harris... Cardiff have always seemed a gritty side and hard to beat, but when Neil Harris came in, it sort of amplified that even more. You know, real tough place to go. Always long on the road to get there. Um, I think it's a perfect sign in them bringing in Kiefer Moore as well. You know, the way Cardiff play, they lump it up to the strike and maybe not the most attractive style at times, but Kiefer Moore he's tall, he's bullish and he, he's got a bit of pace about him as well, obviously he did well at Wigan last year and I think with better players around him he might thrive this season and they've obviously got obvious quality in there as well with coming down from the Premier League, they've got some good players and I think they'll sneak into the playoffs, I think Neil Harris is a good manager and he'll make them hard to beat all season, especially at home Okay, wow, well it'll be very interesting to see which one of us is right, who gets the first playoff position um, but Will, who have you got in fifth? I've got, I've got not in a forest, as I'm sure Trent will probably take. I saw him in the group chat saying he would take a fifth place. And I don't blame him. And I was tempted to put them higher, but then I, I thought, okay, you know, let's not get carried away. There are some quality teams right at the top. And I, what I think will almost pay dividends for them and come good for them is almost what happened last season. And the fact that they did drop out and it was so embarrassing and all these things, I think 
Sabri's team talks <laughs> every half time, every full time will be make sure it doesn't happen again. And I think that will drive them on. And they've, we said they need to add some quality to their squad, and they have. You know, Lowell Taylor's a great sign, and that's probably guaranteed goals for me. Colback knows the league. Freeman's got obvious qualities, and obviously the loss of cash would probably prevent me from putting them up there because he's a, he's a quality player, probably their player of the season last season. So we'll see. I think they need to spend spend the cash money well to properly get in my shout for automatics. But Forrest make the playoffs for me. Okay, Trent, have you also got Forest in fifth, or are you going to see them a little bit higher up? A little bit higher. Um, <laughs> I've got I've got Swansea in fifth. Um, really impressed with Swansea. You know, they've got good contacts with with Premier League clubs for loan players anywhere, and they use that again. Obviously, bringing uh, Woodman again, Morgan Gibbs White's a brilliant sign, and then players that they've already got like Matt Grimes goes under the radar. Um, obviously, losing Brewster, but Andrew Ayew uh, can easily play up top, and he he had a good return last season. Uh, Jamal Lowe, as we already touched on, brilliant signing from Wigan for such a low price, obviously, with them going through financial difficulty. Um, I think Swansea will be, will be good next season, move up a place from this year's finish. Okay, well, Swansea in fifth place for Trent. Now, for me, I've actually put Millwall in fifth, which I think is quite controversial going off what you're saying. Um, but I don't know. I think they haven't really lost anyone of significance in the, in the transfer window. And I think there, there was a stage where they were pushing for the playoffs. And I think the signing of Troy Parrott, as Will said, I think he's a quality player. Like He's really, really um, clinical striker. And I think this will be his breakthrough season at Millwall. And I can see him just taking the championship by storm. And I think him alone could be enough to really give Millwall a lot of momentum going into the, um, into the season. And I don't know, I've just got an optimistic feeling about Millwall. I'm not really sure what it is. It's like when I said South, Southampton would finish 16th. There's not necessarily too much reason behind it. I just feel like Southampton will have a bit of a hangover season. And I just think Millwall really going to push on. Um, I think they'll be disappointed with the way they ended last season. Um, obviously, um, we've got a Millwall fan as a friend. And he expected them to completely get playoffs last season with the, uh, the teams they had going, uh, the fixtures they had, sorry. Um, and I don't know, for me, there's something about Millwall that I just get confidence from. Um, and Troy Parrott is an incredible signing, as we said. So I can see them getting fifth place. Um, Trent, have you got Forest in fourth? I have. I have. Not in Forest in fourth. Um, yeah, I think we've done really smart business. I really like the signing of Taylor, and I hope we accommodate him in terms of a two-striker system. Luke Freeman's probably one of my favourite pieces of business so far, and, and Colback coming back. If he can replicate his first two line spells, then it's absolutely brilliant. Um, Overall balance in the squad, I think it's good. And as Will's already mentioned, Sabri can really use last season's heartbreak at the end to really spur us on. I don't think that one happened again. Uh, obviously, when Sabri's already came out and said we're not going to reinvest in terms of a right back, uh, he's going to stick with the options he's got. But obviously, £16 million is a lot. It balances the books, especially around this when teams have got, haven't got much money during the COVID period. Whether he can uh, reinvest that and buy in another winger, maybe in other parts of the squad. We could maybe push on a little bit higher, but for now, balanced on the squads that there is, I think fourth place would be good. I think I'm sure all fan base would take that after last season. Um, I think we look a good bet for the playoffs this season with the squads that we've got, and I still think we've had a better window in terms of incomings and than outgoings. Mm, yeah, Trent, I actually fully agree with you. Forest in fourth place, I think, um, written in the stars for me. I think the signings you've made, you know, uh, Freeman, uh, Taylor. Um, you know, all the signings you made, I think some really good signings in there. I think the loss of cash is obviously going to be quite detrimental. Um, but the, for the price you got in for 60 mil, I think you could easily sign a replacement. And as you said, it will balance the books if you don't sign a replacement. So I think some good business for you. Um, as I've been talking to you, you know, you're saying you've got this um, right back coming through who looks like he's going to be starting. Um, yeah, and I think the pain, Will said this earlier, I think the pain of Forrest's 
collapsed last season will just ensure that their heads are fully screwed on this season. And I think fourth place, I think they'll secure playoffs. Whether they win it will be a completely different question. But Will, who have you got in fourth? This this pick is probably the, the hardest one I had to do and one that I felt like the one that could make me look like the idiot the most out of everyone. I've gone for Bournemouth in fourth. You know, obviously a lot a lot of people I've seen predictions of people putting down below. Some people have put them top two I've seen, which it's probably the hardest team to predict in the league because Eddie Howe was there for so long and his imprint was firmly balanced in the club. Eddie Howe was Bournemouth and Bournemouth was Eddie Howe. It's gonna be so interesting to see. But I, I do think Jason Tinder was Tinder was as the appointment was the right choice. You know, he's been Eddie Howe's assistant for eight years now and the players will know him. It won't be too much of a culture change in terms of a completely new manager. I'm sure he will try and play the same way he does. As he's been he's been studying for eight eight years, and you know, obviously their squad's getting ripped apart. And that was always happening. You know, Wilson, Fraser, Ake. That's just named that's just named a few. King looks like he's off as well. But you still look at their squad and the players. That it looks like they're going to keep them. They're still riddled with championship quality. You know, for me, Solanke is a definitely at least a 15-goal championship striker. You know, he's got talent. He's played in England youth systems. Lewis Cook's a fantastic player. Billion, Stanislas, Steve Cook. That's off the top of my head. You know, they've got they've got players that are good enough to get playoffs, playoffs in the championship. For me personally, and I feel, I think. They're going to want to. A lot of those players have played in the Premier League. You know, for them, the championships are a drop down in quality, if anything. But I think the culture change of Eddie Howe leaving and the shock of it, and I think they won't quite won't quite get automatics. But I think Bournemouth will, will defy some odds, you could say, and get in the playoffs. Okay, well, we'll estimating Bournemouth to do quite well when me and Trent have estimated them to do pretty badly. So we'll see what happens there at the end of the season. Um, but we're getting on to the final three now. So, Trent, who have you predicted to just finish outside of an automatic place? Watford. Uh, I've got to go Watford, fair place, just to miss out. Um, again, a little bit like Bournemouth. I'm not too sure how they'll go. They could do worse. They could, could storm the league, really. I'm going off face value with the fact that they're going to lose to Corey and Saar, but they've still got a lot of quality all around the squad. Players like uh, Pereira, Welbeck, etc., like not even really been linked away. And they're, they're fantastic players for the Championship. A lot of depth in all areas. I say the manager is an unknown, but just looking at the squad, I can't see Watford struggling. Not many people would have predicted them to go down last season. So, obviously, poor, very poor at times. But um, I can see them doing decent in the Championship, but just missing out. Will, you haven't mentioned Watford yet. Have you got them in third or have you got somebody else? I haven't. I haven't. I've got Norwich in third, which I think I think I believe we have got the same top three, haven't we? Because I don't think I've heard you two mention the three teams we're about to say. But yeah, for me, Norwich are the team that just miss out. And I'm, I'm looking at my table, and I thought this before the podcast, I've got, I've got all three promoted teams, you know, in the playoffs or automatics. And I think, I think that's a risk. You know, you don't often see, you see teams, if anything, struggle when they come back down. But for me, the teams that have come down this year have so much quality and I can't help but put them, put them up there. But for me, Norwich are the team that just missed out. I've been very impressed on who Norwich have kept, if you want to say. It looks like they're going to keep Campwell, Pookie, the two players that have been there and done it in the championship. I mean, they're quality players. So because of that, I think they'll have a very good season. But I think they are just going to be the team that just misses out on, on automatics. The place, I've actually got Norwich as well. Now, I think they're just going to miss out on a automatic uh, space to go straight back up for me. I think, I don't know, they haven't really lost anyone of massive significance. I think they um, they lost their fullback, didn't they? Um, Jamal Lewis, or he's... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Newcastle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I completely feel... But yeah, so that's going to be a, quite a hit to them. Um but I think in general, they've kept a lot of key players. If they keep Max Ahrens, I think that'd be massive. Um, Timo Puki, he did it in the championship last year or a couple of seasons ago now, depending on how you want to look at it. Um, so, yeah, I think he'll probably get back off it again. 
But I don't think it will be enough to secure a top two spot for me. I think they're just gonna just gonna fall short. Um, but yeah, playoffs, and I think they'll be the favourites to go up through the playoffs as well. But yeah, third place for me is Norwich. Now into the top two now. None of us have, have uh, mentioned Brentford yet. Is something that I've uh, come to say um, or come to see. Sorry, Will, who have you got? For second, I've got Watford, which obviously means I've put Brentford first, but I'll, I'll touch, on, touch on that in a minute. But for me, Watford, me and Trent were talking, you know, talking before this, and they've just got, they've just got too much quality in their side, Watford, to not be, to, for me to not put them there. You know, the, the players are a little like going to keep, you know, Deeney, you could say he's almost guaranteed goals in the championship, Welbeck, Andre Gray, they're three strikers there that you could all say, you could all argue points that they're at least 15 goal a season strikes in the championship and even Will Hughes, Chalabar, there's some really good players there. The defence doesn't look doesn't look unbelievable, but for me they've just got just got too you know too much quality to not be in the playoffs. And you know obviously the, with their manager, you know, getting Ivic in, I think his name is, you know, he's, he's again he's not got any proven credentials, but for him not to get this side up for me w- would be a bit would be bad. I, I think this this side, this side has to go up. Mm, yeah. Uh, well Watford in second place um, for Will. Trent, who have you got? I've got Norwich in second place, which means um, I've also got Brentford to win it. I'll, I'll touch on them in a minute as well. But I think when Norwich went up, they obviously got a lot of criticism for not spending any money and sort of preparing to come back down. But now that they have come down, I think that's definitely what it is. You know, you know, not investing in the squad, but they've got a lot of good players in there for the championship. And they've obviously improved on last year's team as well. Um, you know, keeping the likes of Campwell and Pookie and, and players like that. Max Aaron's still at the club, obviously linked around for the whole time, but he's still there at the minute. Um, they've got players that I thought would leave, but like I said, the likes of Hugo and etc. coming in, who scored for many different championship clubs and have done a lot of business elsewhere as well. And I just think Norwich have got that knack in the championship. They've been there before. They know how to go up. They know the nitty and gritty of there. And if they drop into the playoffs, they might well win. Might well win that. Who knows? It's, I can't predict the playoffs, let alone the. I can't predict the table and the playoffs. But um, yeah, Norwich just. They just know the championship level, and for me, they'll get over the line and come second. But it's going to be a, a very close season overall. I think there's a lot of good teams in the league, but I think they'll just about edge it. Yeah, well, I've actually got you've both got Brentford to win it. Instead, I've got Brentford in second place. Uh, so it's interesting to see that we all think they'll go up after last season, um, and I think they have to. But I think what is really impressive about Brentford is not necessarily who they've signed. I think the signing of Ivan Tony is a pretty good signing. Um, but it's it's who they've kept. They've kept the whole of the front three so far. Um, the BMW, as you call it. And I think especially Watkins and Benarama keeping hold of them. It'll be very interesting to see if they can do it until the end of the transfer window. But I think that's just incredible business. And I think they're only going to build off last season. I think one thing that could go against them is um, post-season blues. So because they got so close last year, and then obviously losing in a playoff final, it's really interesting to see how teams often react from that. But I think Brentford and Thomas Frank are going to do enough to get them into the Premier League for the first ever time. Um, which means I've actually got Watford in first. Now, you've both got Brentford in first. Um, if you want to touch on that a little bit before I touch on Watford. Yeah, if I'll... I'll, uh, I'll quickly jump in and go for it then. Um, I think Watkins is literally looking destined to leave now. We're going to Aston Villa. Um, going to get in a hell of a lot of money for that. And like I say, it just proves to the recruitment over the years. Absolutely fantastic. Um, ben Rama, I think, will leave as well. But he's, he looks like he's going to start the season. But to keep Embuemo as well, brilliant player. But you just look at the players that they've got in as well around them. Emilio Marcondes ending the season really well. Tariq Fosu's come in. And 
why can't Ego want to do well as well? You know, they brought in unknown players before. Could see him kicking on Ivan Tony in that sort of system and the way that Brentford score a lot of goals. Could see him scoring 15 to 20 this season. Really, really good striker. But I think what goes unnoticed a lot, people talk about the uh, the attacking line Brentford have got. They've also got a fantastic defence. Only conceded, what, I think 38, 36, 38 goals last season. You know, players like Pontus Janssen, Henrik Dalsgaard, Rico Henry. Brilliant, brilliant team. And like I said, if they didn't start so, so poorly last season, they would have pretty much ran away with the league anyway. So I think, obviously, with everything that happened last season, obviously a real poor last two games, but the run-up to that, winning eight in a row, I think they'll start the season well and that'll push them on throughout the season. So much quality, great manager. Um, one attacking brand of football. They play as well, I think, deserve to be in the Premier League. And the only slight doubt I do have about them is the new stadium, whether they'll adapt to that straight away. But I think they, they personally will. Um, but <laughs> I, I won't give my opinion on the stadium because I'm not going to lie it's a <laughs> bit of a dodgy one in my opinion but it's awful isn't it it's absolutely awful but that's something I forgot to mention actually the new stadium that could easily play a part on their season negatively or positively we'll have to find out Will Watford in first no sorry Watford uh, Brentford in first I'm guessing you just echo everything Trent just said yeah, literally completely agree, you know, and especially with Fio's points about who they've kept, you know, it looks like well, Watkins, yeah, looks definitely 30 million, by the way, to Aston Villa. I think that's a lot of money. He's obviously a proven goal scorer in the Championship, but, you know, that, that jump from the Championship to the Prem, it's a big one. And who, for 30 million, I'd be expecting at least probably 20 goals, but so we'll see, we'll see. Ollie Watkins is, is, is a great player, but. Is that confirmed, sorry, that is going Aston Villa? Yeah, pr- well, pretty yeah. much, yeah, all but confirmed. Oh, wow, I didn't know about that. About 30 million. And, but to be fair, even Brentford, the players they've brought in, you know, Trent mentioned Fosu and, you know, they've got Charlie Good, who's a good signing. Another pun there. Another pun in there, you know. From, they're both players that have done well in League 2 and League 1 and they've proven before they can develop players and make them very good championship players. They've kept, you know, Jensen, Janssen and, and Bueno, De Silva. You know, the, the main bases of their team are still there and better armors linked, linked everywhere. But there's no real reports you know, reliable reports that are saying he's, he's going somewhere and teams are proper making bids. So, if they keep him, that's absolutely huge. But, um, you know, even without Watkins and Benarama, I still predict Brentford to finish first. They've got a great manager, great squad, and I, I think they'll go on and win the championship. OK, well, both of you predicting Brentford, I'm predicting Watford. Now, for me, it looks destined that Decorey is going to leave to Everton. It's been confirmed, uh, which... it's confirmed today. I wasn't thinking about yeah. today, but I need to keep up with my transfer business. Obviously, I don't know what's going on. But yeah, no, that is a massive loss for them, obviously. However, uh, as Trent mentioned earlier, like they should, with the team they had, they shouldn't have really been getting relegated to the championship. It's a very poor season for them. Um, and I think they just, they've got a team that's full of quality, despite Decore leaving. And I just, I don't know, I could just see them rebounding straight away, especially with this new manager coming in, who looks very exciting. I think signing a manager that has just come from the Saudi Arabian League, it's going to be really interesting. That's not something you see often at all in English football. It'll be very interesting to see what philosophy he brings over to England. And I think it'll be very exciting. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. I just think Watford have too much quality to not go straight back in and win it. Um, so, yeah, Watford first for me. And that brings us to the end of the podcast. Now, this hasn't been as long as the Premier League one. I think we've kept this really con- concise and really um, confirmed and well in. So, um, yeah, <laughs> really got mixed up my words there. But, yeah, um, I think that's a, that's a good place to end it. Um, hopefully, if we find a website to make the tables on, we'll have them here. Let us know in the comments or on Twitter who you think has the best table and who you think has the worst opinion in this podcast. I'm sure there will be quite a few. Be fair, sorry, just, just, just before you end it, you know, we were thinking at the start about how 
crazy the challenge for FIFA. I think our tables were quite similar. If if you look at them, you know, same top two all round, pretty similar playoffs, same bottom half. But, but that that probably proves we'll probably all look like idiots then at the same time. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, I, I dread to think how we're all going to look at the end of the season. We said it about at the end of the Prem podcast, but the Championship even yeah. more so. And there's there's going to be a couple of teams that we look at at the end of the season. As, so well. there's, there's a good chance we could look a little bit more stupid at the Prem one. You know, Leeds Leeds going down, Southampton 16th. I say there were two big ones. We'll, we'll see. Who knows? We'll yeah, see. we'll have to see. I mean, to be honest, Trent, I think if our tables are wrong, then at least me and you were going down together, especially the bottom <laughs> half. Like, it was all the same. Well, if, we, if we made ourselves the idiot, idiots once and we've done it twice now, but you've got to give it a go, haven't you? <laughs> exactly, yeah. At the end of the day, we're not football experts or anything. We're just three mates trying to have a laugh, make a podcast. So, yeah. Um, we hope you enjoy listening to it either way. Um, this is a good place to end it. Um, two podcasts in one week. Um, it'll be really interesting to see how they both do. If you're still here and you haven't already subscribed, please do. Because while we're recording this, we're only two subscribers away from 100. A milestone that on YouTube probably isn't viewed as, as that big. But for us, it's quite a big thing. So we really appreciate it. Um, but yeah, thank you all for watching and listening. And we'll see you next week. Goodbye.